moon hit your eye. That's a big pizza pie. That's a moe. I want to bet like a hundred dollars that this is not the first time in all of our recordings of Fun Untitled. This is not the first time you sang this song. Because it's the only romantic song I know that's copyright free. It's copyright free? Hell yeah. It's over a hundred years old. Uh, you don't know that. It's in every single show. You think they bought the rights for that song in every show? Yes. Hi. I'm the true romantic Annie. A professional shipper. And I'm Minty, who can't believe that we haven't done our top five romantic anime scenes yet. And welcome to Fun and Title, where we serve every podcast with a little kissy. <laughs> so for Valentine's, you know, the month of love, we're going to go over our top five romantic moments. And a little backstory for Annie. Annie love love. I hate that quote, by the way, with like a burning passion. You also hate saying that hate is a bad word. You know, if you want to talk about that story. No. Back when I was a fetus. No. So, we are talking about our top five romantic scenes in anime. Or Annie might not have picked one from an anime, but it is what it is. Just scenes, I guess. And it doesn't have to be a canon ship. It doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to be a popular ship or the main ship. It's just, if you can defend it as romance, then you can put it on the list. As two people who watches a lot of shonen animes and manga, it is so fucking hard. Because you're like, oh, this couple that became canon in the end had a quote-unquote romantic moment. And it's like, no, character A saved character B. You would do that with a bro. <laughs> like, I will say this right now. My number one ship of all time is Grey Fullbuster X Juvia Luxor from Fairy Tale. I do not have a single moment of theirs on this list. You didn't put a single moment of theirs on this list? You won't shut up about the whole taking away the rain. Yes, but that's not a romantic thing. You could do that platonically. I'm just saying, Fairy Tale, I would defend it life and limb up to Toitoro's art. But goddamn, the couples are really shittily written. God damn. I mean, it's too hand-holding. Yeah, yeah. It's too hand-holding. It's too much confessions of love, but nothing happens afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I love you, Natsu. And I'm like, same old, same old, until I confess to you next week. Yeah, okay. Oh, you know I'm busy next week. Can you, like, confess tomorrow? Yeah, that's fine. It's like, look, I can squeeze in a little confession, but I don't want you to act on it. It's like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you want to start off as you're, like, the romance expert? No, no, no. You start off. I will get heated in mine. Damn. I feel like I'll get heated in yours, too. <laughs> That's how this shit works. Okay, so I feel like mine is, it starts off more like you could consider it like more bro TP and then it goes more OTP, but I really like this scene. Mine is from Hunter Hunter when Kirua looks at Gon and I think this is like before Greed Island where Kirua's like, Gon, you are the light itself. Sometimes you're too bright and I can't look at you, but can I stay by your side? Like, I just think it's very cute. I think the way Kirua thinks of Gon and you see it multiple times throughout the series, but this one was my favorite. I just like the idea that like how much Kirua looks at Gon as like a positive influence in his life by him living in such darkness of being like brainwashed and assassination and not being able to be a kid when he really just wants to be. No, they gay. They gay little boys. Yes, absolutely. So, I don't remember him saying that though. You don't remember? No, it's I... It's a good... But he was running away from the samurai guy? He no, just... they were just like sitting and like figuring out the next step of oh my god, am I even being before York New City. I love when character A looks at character B and they're doing like the most like asinine shit but character A is like God I'm in love with you. Yeah this might be part of when they're just hanging around Will Island and it's just like so cute and you know like they're just two 12 year olds having fun and being a little gay. I had a friend that was like you can't ship these two they're minors and I'm like that 
never stopped any Naruto Sasuke shipper. That that almost stopped me too. And then I realized, wait a second. If I can ship Naruto and Sakura, then there's no problem shipping Gordon and Killua. Because it's not like you're thinking of them sexually. You're thinking of them grow up together as friends and then developing from friends to lovers. Maybe to enemies, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> you hate, hate, hate Shira. So don't you dare tell me that. Oh yeah, that's true. All right, never mind. All right, I don't think anyone would consider this romantic except more. But I think 100% I can fight for this very heatedly and I think it'd be funny. I put for my number five, Fuyuhiko and Peko's entire conversation at the end of Dongrumpa 2, Trial 2, when she's like, hey, sorry, I couldn't stay by your side this whole time, but, you know, just don't forget me, okay? And Fuyuhiko's just like, hey, I would never forget you. I need you. Please don't leave me. And then they both start crying and then Monokuma's like, I don't give a shit. Get the fuck out my house. I just love it so much. You don't understand. Like we both picked scenes that was kind of platonic. My goal for the rest of 2023 is to make topics where Annie has no chance of bringing up Dongarumpa. I love Yuhiko and Pekka as a couple so much. We've been thinking about doing Dongarumpa V3 as a gameplay to do along with Fire Emblem. But no more! What's your number four, bitch? Oh, you don't want to go on? Oh, okay, I I am curious. Do you think of that scene as romantic? I don't remember it very well. I assume it is because I've been with you for so long. I have twisted Minty's little clay brain to remember things through my shipper goggles. Yeah, like, I don't care for Grey and Juvia as a couple, but Annie loves it so much that I'm like, alright, they must be okay then. <laughs> I don't like fangirl characters. Although Juvia has some good scenes. Okay, she did. I will admit, after one point, she does not. But I think because of my divine intervention... <laughs> <laughs> Minty does not see Juvia as a stalker crazy bit. But I think when, if I didn't exist, Minty would totally see her as creepy. I gotta believe in a god somewhere. I love that. I love that saying. My divine intervention. That's a D&D thing. <sighs> okay, what's your number four, baby? Going with, along with the theme of bro TP that could be seen as OTP. You guys see a uh, couple of tropes yet? <laughs> <laughs> My fourth one is I love this couple. This couple is never gonna happen the way this show is going on because it's making the most popular couple even more popular. But I will have to say that I will always love in My Hero Academia when Kirishima say Bakugo. And Deku has to explain to the team that it has to be Kirishima to save Bakugo because they've been building a rapport. They're actual friends. Deku can't do it because Bakugo will never accept help from Deku. But Kirishima and Bakugo are such good friends that Bakugo would swallow his pride to be saved by Kirishima. I miss the days where Deku and Todoroki was a popular ship and reigned supreme along with Bakugo x Kirishima. But now it's totally Baku Deku. It is 100% Baku Deku. It started with the second movie at the end when they gave Bakugo awful one. Oh my god. Or one fall. That's a stupid ass ending. And then Bakugo died for Deku and then it just kept getting gayer and gayer. I mean at least the series writes it where hey the main ship is Baku Deku. Never forget that. I'm like, all right, all right, I get it. I get it. Okay, I'm I'm on board. I'm. It's not my favorite ship, but I am on board with it because the writing clearly makes it as Baku Deku. Oh, Chaco has been written out of the series. Well, I'm not caught up. Yeah, I'm into right up to when Baku Girl died. As far as I know, still dead, by the way. <laughs> no. I, you know, my hetero loving ass. Get in the comments. I'm homophobic. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I'm not homophobic, but. Oh, well, let's see. Is a homosexual couple? In you here? know what? You have anything else to say? about 
your Kirishima Bakugo ship? No. Alright, then my number four is Ruby and Sapphire from Steven Universe You saved Reunion. yourself. You've done it. <laughs> yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> You've actually proven that you're not homophobic. The reunion in Jailbreak when, you know, like, they chase each other across the ship and they see each other. Like, Are you hurt? No, I'm good. Who cares if I'm hurt or not? Like, I do. And they spin around and they fuse to become Garnet. Is this when they sing that song? Yeah, um, Stronger Than You. Yeah. Oh, so, like, that's a good song. That's a great song. And, like, that becomes Garnet's theme. So, like, later on when you see, like, how Ruben Sapphire first met, you get the music box version of Stronger Than You. I like their wedding. Their wedding is yum. The fact that that series had to get cancelled because they did Ruby and Sapphire's <laughs> wedding. It was worth it. It was worth it, yeah. It really did start having, allowing more LGBT couples in TV shows. Like, no matter what you say, it really was the start. Yeah, you would not have your hour house about Steven Universe. Oh yeah, Ruby and Sapphire, cute ship. I also really love the episode. I think it's called, like, Love Motel or something. That's when Ruby... Yeah! Yes. Yeah. They, they were... have a fight. Yes. Really develops them as characters. It did. That's a fucking cute ship. I would watch that show more if I saw more of Ruby and Sapphire, but I don't, so I won't. I'd watch that show if I could stand the Steven Universe. <laughs> I swear, I think we just named all the Ruby Sapphire moments. No, no, no. There's more. Are you sure? That's Cowboy Ruby. Don't worry. Cowboy Ruby. Oh, maybe I do gotta start. What's your number two? three, homie? My number three, I think it's from a series that's incredibly underrated. Like, I feel like more people should watch this show it's on netflix and it's from komi can't communicate when komi and tadano are alone in the classroom and he's trying to figure out how to communicate with her and they do it through the blackboard and they're just writing all this shit and then like tadano's like oh okay what's your dream komi and she's like oh i want to make a hundred friends and he's like okay i'll be your first i love this couple because it's the epitome of like the quote like everyone else loves me because i'm perfect but you love me despite not being perfect i love this couple so so goddamn, Annie got me into this manga. I fucking love this series. I think it's so cute. It has amazing characters. Maybe when we watch the anime. I heard the anime's not that good, that's why. Yeah, I didn't hear great things about the anime either. But the story is so good. I love this scene. We too can relate with social anxiety, that's why. But not finding people accepting of it. It is what it is. Moving on to my number three, where it's also a Netflix show. However, unlike Minty, no one should watch this show. But I guess I'm going to die on this hill. So imagine you're starting this show, you meet a total hottie, and he's kind of an asshole, and someone else comes like, I'm going to kill this asshole because he's done the many asshole things. And this hottie's like, do it, bitch. And so he gets turned to stone by crimes of being an asshole. And you just think to yourself, okay, so this character's clearly just an asshole. But uh, no. Story plot twist. He wasn't an asshole at all. He had a cute little girlfriend who loves him so much and he's like hey glad to see you but I gotta go but don't worry one day I will steal you away and that is Bon and Elaine from the show The Seven Deadly Sins aka Nanatsu no Taizai what? I what? thought that scene was so romantic oh when she revives him? it's um they're at the capital of the dead King turns him to stone and she kisses him to undo the petrification yeah yeah she revives him. Sorry, there's so many t- scenes where Bond gets revived, you know? What? You don't even ship them anymore. The beginning of Nanatsu no Taizai is impeccable writing. And that was Heek Belaine right there. And I love the scene. And I think about chapter 145 is when Elaine oh. got revived. You don't ship 
them anymore. You don't even like Bond. Oily. I love Bond. I love him. I thought you like Escanor. Escanor is my favorite character. Okay, he was my favorite character until he got shafted. Then Bond came back and we took the throne. Oh, God. In what way could Bond have taken the throne when the story has, like, increasingly gotten worse? He did more. I don't know what to say, man. I mean, Escanor was like, I love Lady Merlin, but this love doesn't have to be requited. Then later on, it clearly needed to be requited, Merlin. I said things I didn't mean. Bullshit. I love Bond and Elaine. I loved them before I found out that every couple was going to fucking be lowly bait. <laughs> and we move on to your number two. I just, it would be a miss of me not to put Bond and Elaine. You didn't put Grey and Juvia on this list, but you thought it was important enough to put Bond and Elaine. I can't name you one single moment where, like, that was romantic. The rain! The closest I was for Grey and Juvia was when Juvia apologized to Grey at the his family's grave for killing his, I was going to say husband, no, killing his father. <laughs> And he just kind of broke down crying. But I'm like, eh. My number two. Now we're getting to more of like OTP. I mean, we were with Comey Can't Communicate. But this is like canon couple. Not my favorite canon couple. But a canon couple nonetheless. And we were talking about Bleach. When the Arankars kidnapped Orihime. But they gave her a chance to say goodbye to one person. And the person she chose to say goodbye to was Ichiko. I, I don't know. Like a Snow White, Sleeping Beauty kind of moment. Where she was like, if only I had five lives, then I could be from five different towns and eat different foods and have five different jobs like what well, i think one's like a baker and like an astronaut and whatnot and in the end she's like and i could fall in love with the same person five times you told me literally yesterday you were not gonna put this scene in i didn't say that because you said i had to look up all the jobs and i said you better not put the ohime scene in and you said i won't i won't i said i wouldn't put the five jobs in okay we don't even ship ichigo and ohime i just think it's a very cute scene we both agree ichigo rukia and Yukio and Orihime. I still like the scene. Miss Bond and Elaine. That's a good romantic scene. And so was this one. You just don't know because you have no context of this scene. And you've never seen it. You've never read it. You've never watched it. Orihime you must have watched Hatsuki it. is a better ship. And that's not the point now, is it? Why didn't she say goodbye to Tatsuki? Because she's in love with Ichigo. They can't. You can't change that. I can if I graffiti the anime studio hard enough. If you have I met your mother this and just make it that they divorce and he gets the blue trumpet for someone else. I don't even bring that in. <laughs> That's a good scene. Very no, romantic. it's cute. I mean, Orihime herself is just a cute character. Everything Orihime does is adorable. You cannot fight that. Her big jiggly boobies have nothing to do with her cuteness. Does Ichigo and Orihime have more scenes than Thousand Year Blood War? No. Okay, so this is kind of like the last overall scene. Like, they talk one more time, but it was about her boobs in, in a sense, and that was it. I imagine is that conversation they're like Orihime I have to go but remember you'll always have this points to your chest my boobs no your heart <laughs> <laughs> so that was my number two so cute so romantic still not my favorite ship and never will be alright now if I could turn back time and we go off into the distant past you're oh. gonna say this is older than Bleach I think it might be older than Bleach damn so uh, context I don't think anyone's gonna know this story do I know it you know it of course you know it I don't know I'm going to talk about the shoujo manga Yurawa. No fucking way, yes. you stupid dumb bitch. Not, uh, no, we're gonna pause the show and he's gonna change the number two. We're gonna redo this whole essay and do like crazy hour-long editing that you're not picking a scene from fucking Yurawa. And there's only one scene. No, actually, I think the one scene I really like is from a 
Tetsu. Probably. The sequel. So we're not putting this in here. Okay, so what the manga Yuwara is about is that there's a girl who can see ghosts named Yuwara. Or I think it's pronounced Yulala. Move on. Okay, so Yuwara sees ghosts. She's in a love triangle with Yako and Mei. You remember that? I looked at I looked up okay. the names. <laughs> they also see ghosts, but unlike Yuwara, they have the ability to exercise ghosts. That is, until one day Yuwara gets possessed by her ancestor and becomes hot Yuwara. So the whole shoujo series is basically about her as transforming into hot Yuwara, exercising ghosts, and her two hot boy toys helps her. And then she gets to the point in the story where, shit, I'm a shoujo protagonist. Both the men love me, and I have to figure out which man I want. <laughs> <laughs> but then she realizes, oh, wait, they don't love the meek Yurara. They love hot Yurara. So she goes to Yako, hiss, and is like, who do you love? Which one? Me or her? And Yako, like, has a midlife crisis. Being, ah, shit, it's her. It was always the one with the big boobs. <laughs> so Yurara, like, goes running off and is like, I fucking hate men. I'm going to live my life on a pilgrim farm. She meets Mei, and he's like, hey, you're probably the same as Yako. You only love me because of my big boobs. And Mei's like, hmm, I love the Yurara who told me I don't always have to smile. That it's okay to cry. Which Yurara told me that? And Yurara's like, oh my god, that was me. That was me. Tiny boobs, Yurara. Holy shit, I'm never gonna transform again. Hold me, you big, beautiful himbo. <laughs> and that scene stuck with me throughout the years as being one of the most romantic scenes I've ever seen. Oh my god. I hate that shoujo phase we had. Mostly me. But still. Why, what do you have against Yurara? It was an okay... Okay, it was an okay shoujo series. Two fronts against it. I like Ratetsu better, the sequel. The scene I like was... So th this follows Yako, and he meets a girl that looks like hot Yurara, which her name is Ratetsu. And he was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't love you because I just love hot Yurara. And Ratetsu's like, well, I think it's okay that you still love her. I don't know, I just like that scene. Fucking Yurara. Your scene was terrible compared to mine. Mine doesn't have a long-ass backstory and love triangle and all that other shoujo traps that gets people. Number one, Gentleman Alliance. You better fucking not, bitch. <laughs> that show copped out. <laughs> it did. Real bad. My favorite couple is the one gay couple in that series. I mean, there's multiple, but the one canon gay ship. They got away with it because one of them was in drag. <laughs> that one, I would define that one character as dressing in drag more than being trans female. I don't know. I don't remember the show enough. I, I think you are right, but I also don't remember as well. Alright, we're gonna talk about my number one scene. The number one scene of shonen romance that led to a canon couple that I kind of like because the writing also created a situation in which you kind of have to like the couple. And that is when Hinata confessed to Naruto. But she's saving him from pain. Kind of saving him. I mean, she's protecting him. She kind of fails in saving him. For people who don't know Naruto, pain is a character. She wasn't protecting <laughs> Naruto from the concept of pain. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think that scene should be an iconic scene. It changes the tone and the shifting that made it really obvious that Naruto and Hinata were going to be canon. Like, I was a strong Naruto Sakura fan, but when I saw that scene, I was like, okay, the writing's definitely going to make Naruto and Hinata canon. And then they just continue building off of it, which is what Bleach should have done, but they didn't. Because Hinata has just talked about how she used to be a crybaby and she wanted to give up, and but watching Naruto made her want to be better, made her want to walk by his side, and like, he saved her, and that's why she loves him. And this isn't like just her talking. This is like the summary of what you've been watching. Like you always see Hinata watch Naruto and Naruto 
Naruto as a kid thought, oh, she's weird. But honestly, Hinata just loves Naruto as a role model, as a man, as a ninja, to who she wants to be and who she wants in her life. And she just chases Naruto in a way. And then he like has to look back at her and like, oh, I should be with Hinata. We really should have watched the Naruto the last movie. I'm just saying. I'll get to it when I get to it. I got a lot of shit I'm watching already. But I just think it's an iconic scene. There's not many canon couples, but this one, like you get to see from beginning to end. Not many canon couples. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. No, yeah, I get it. And Boruto, they seem cute. Yeah. I'm just glad that they did Sasuke Sakura dirty in Boruto, man. Yeah, well, life isn't very fair in that series. Alright, move over. You talked about the number one shonen scene. I'm gonna talk about the number one shoujo scene. Oh, oh, I know what this is. You don't know what shit. I know, I know what it is. Okay, you tell me what you think it is. Okay, imagine the best shoujo anime clearly dictated by everyone critically acclaimed as the best shoujo series following the family drama of the soma family and whatever the girls role in this stupid series besides being a bum and accidentally finding three outcasts of that family having some weird drama with her mom and what about something happening at her funeral and kyo was there for her for whatever reason okay Katie. so you think this is a scene from her mom's funeral i forget it's from fruit basket it's from Fruit basket, hell yeah. But that's not it. No, Kyo would have never been to Toru's mom's funeral. I forget. I don't know. I, it's something about them too. It, it's not, surprisingly. Is this about horse girl and cow man? Hell yeah. The scene with they're hugging in bed? No. They, they clearly had premarital sex right away. Whoa. You know? I know. Uh, not in Japan. Okay, so horse girl, her name's Win. Or how do you Japan pronounce it? Ween. <laughs> Ween. So Win, Ween. Uh, <laughs> horse girl. Hoist <laughs> girl, her whole character is that she's trying to break the curse for her boyfriend Haru because if you're born with the curse, you're gonna be miserable no matter what. They're related. Shut up. <laughs> they are. So her parents hated her. They hated that horse. They're like, how dare you? How dare you? When you get hugged, you turn into an animal. You are a monster. You are a freak. Fuck you. And she's like, well, I guess I'll never know what love is. But then motherfucking Haru comes being like, yo. And she's like, hey, I'm going to dedicate the rest of my life breaking your curse. And she does. She goes through the, the horse tricks and the trolleys and the hurdles to try break his curse. And the equestrian dancing. Yeah. And to the point where like the head of the house kind of just locks her in a room and be like, hey, starve to death. Bye, hater. <laughs> and then like, I think this maid was like, okay, she was gonna die if we left her there. So I just kind of opened the door and let her out. Like, shit, man. And she horse kicked it open. She horse kicked it open. <laughs> She's like running away. And to the point where she she just collapsed on the ground being like, I'm useless. I can't do shit. Haru's going to be miserable forever. And then like she gets this dream of Haru coming being like, hey, what's up? Why'd you leave? I didn't want you to do any of this. And she's like, I just want to protect you, but I can't. So I just, I'm just giving up. And he's like, all right, can you come home then? And she's like, yeah, I guess I could come home. All right, let's go. And she's like, I wish this was real. I wish that we could just go home together. And he's like, bitch, it is real. We are talking in the middle of the street. These preschoolers are watching us. People in Japan is watching a cow carry a horse across Tokyo. Oh, and he does carry her home. She's like, hey, stop, you know. I don't want this. Those kids are staring. I hate those kids. And he's like, no, when I was little and I saw you suffering from your home life, I couldn't do anything. Now I'm big enough to carry you, so let's go. And then she just starts break down crying and hugging him, just being like, you know what? Yeah, I'm home. Thanks for carrying me. And I'm just like, broke me as a child, man. These two love each other. They're wins in the future. I do remember watching a little bit 
of that series and this being my favorite couple. But I don't really remember any scenes from them. Except like them sleeping in bed. Not like like sexually, just literally sleeping in bed. I think one of them's crying. You know what's funny is in Seven Deadly Sins, Bon and Elaine are always naked together in bed in the manga. But in the anime, Elaine is still naked but they give pants to Bon. So it's kind of like Bon's a never nude. <laughs> Oh, he's like, Elaine's like, come on, baby. Let's have some freaky times. I'm like, but the pants stays on. The closest I'll get is this cut-off jeans. When he looked out the window with his weird jeans, it should have been dick out. <laughs> All right, well, let us know your favorite anime romance scene. Get in the comments. Minty literally just picked, like, the two most famous shonen OTPs. I'm very canon compliant. All right. And you're just crying over old-ass shoujo scenes. You're falling for their traps. That's true. You do have the most modern shoujo in your list. Damn straight. And I did pick from a 10-year-old video game or cartoon. All right. Give me a kissy. It's the only way we can end this episode. Ah, just like the Soma family drama. I'm talking to the audience. I'm talking to the audience, not you. <laughs> On the count of three, we all kiss each other. One, two, three. Mwah.